Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. I am your host, Samantha Jones. If you're new to the show, I'm so happy that you found it, and I hope that you will enjoy. To returning listeners, thank you again for being here. I so much appreciate you. You are all, all of you are very important, and it's so wonderful that you're here. So last week, I had my sister, Amanda, on the show, and she shared her story about overcoming alcoholism and going through her spiritual awakening, there was one thing that Amanda left out that she asked me to add that she felt was very important. And that is that one of the reasons that overcoming her alcoholism and all of that was so important is because she wanted to be a cycle breaker. And that's something that we'll talk about in another episode about breaking cycles. But it is very important when you have a family history of these types of things for somebody to finally break the cycle. And so Amanda feels very strongly that that is what she's doing. And so she wanted me to share that with you. Today, our topic is healing after your pet goes to the bridge. And it's a heavy topic, but I think it's something that's very important for us to talk about. In my business, the number one type of reading that I do is for people who have lost their pets whether it's sudden or it's an illness and it takes a while, whether they put them to sleep themselves or they die on their own, it is the number one thing that I deal with. And I know that there is a lot of questions around this. There's a lot of confusion that can happen when you lose a pet. So today I don't have a guest. I wanted to, for you guys to be my guests. I want to talk to you. I want to answer your questions. I want to do your readings about your pets that have crossed over. So in the second and third segments of the show, we're going to do that. Right now, I just want to talk a little bit about the Rainbow Bridge and about what happens when our animals cross over and answer the most common questions that are asked to me. So first, if you're not familiar with what the Rainbow Bridge is, I'm going to read it to you. The Rainbow Bridge is a poem that I believe was it came out sometime in the 80s, but the author is unknown, which is very interesting. But the Rainbow Bridge poem goes like this. Just this side of heaven is a place called Rainbow Bridge. When an animal dies that has been extremely close to someone here, that pet goes to the Rainbow Bridge. There are meadows and hills and all of our special friends so they can run and play together. There is plenty of food, water, and sunshine, and our friends are warm and comfortable. All the animals who had been ill and old are restored to health and vigor. Those who were hurt or maimed are made whole and strong again, just as we remember them in our dreams of days and times gone by. The animals are happy and content, except for one small thing. They miss someone very important to them who had been by their side, who they had left behind. They all run and play together, but the day comes when one suddenly stops and looks into the distance. His bright eyes are intent. His eager body quivers. Suddenly, he begins to run from the group, flying over the green grass, his legs carrying him faster and faster. You have been spotted, and when you and your special friend finally meet, 
you cling together in joyous reunion, never to be parted again. The happy kisses rain upon your face. Your hands again caress the beloved head, and you look once more into the trusting eyes of your pet, so long gone from your life, but never absent from your heart. Then you cross the bridge together. Ooh, that's hard to get through, even when you've read it like over and over before. It's like, it's very emotional, but the loss of a pet is very, very emotional. And when I first started my business, I wanted to give my business a name. I didn't just want it to be Samantha Jones Psychic Medium. So I started thinking about what I do, and I figured that the Rainbow Bridge is such a large part of that, that that's why I named my business Beyond the Bridge. And that's why this show is named Beyond the Bridge, because it's pretty much about everything that happens at that bridge or beyond. Now, one of the main questions that I get asked about this Rainbow Bridge is, is it real? Is this something that was just written in a poem or, you know, does this actually exist? Well, it does exist. The thing about heaven and the other side is that it's all about perception and it's not an actual physical world. So it's pretty much anything that we create with our minds. So for me, because I have been working with animals for so long and have read this Rainbow Bridge poem so many times, when I see animals, I do see them when they passed. I do see them at the Rainbow Bridge. I see them at a large open grass field that has trees and flowers and lots of like critters, like butterflies and, and other animals, things that they can enjoy to watch, but they don't chase them. They don't hurt them. Nothing like that. Cause this isn't a physical world. Like I said, but when I see them there, it's because they're showing me that they, in fact, are at this place. They are at this spot where they will wait for you, although a lot of them do reincarnate, which we'll talk about later. But besides that, the number one question that I get asked about pets when they pass away is, are they okay? I have a free reading group on Facebook. It's called Free Pet and Psychic Medium Readings with Samantha Jones. And if you were to scroll through that page, that is the number one question that you would see people ask. I oftentimes wonder, what do they mean by okay? And sometimes I ask that questions to people and they just mean, did they go somewhere? They're not just trapped somewhere. They're not just floating somewhere or you know, gone forever. When our pets pass away, they go to the same place that we go. They go to ultimately heaven or like I said, what we're calling the rainbow bridge. There's, of course, this is my belief and everybody has different beliefs, but I believe that the moment that their heart stops, that they go to the other side. I also believe that if an animal is in a situation where they choose not to experience their own death, if it's too painful, that they can, their soul can leave their body before it passes. I believe that for humans as well. So let's say that you have an animal that's hit by a car. They can choose to leave their body before they feel any of that pain. And that is a pretty good thing to know. If you ask me, I feel like knowing that our animals don't really suffer the way that we think they do is very important. So the generic answer to that question of, are they okay? Is yeah, they are all okay. They are all in this beautiful place where they, they do a lot of different things. That's actually the next question is what do they do there um, all day, 
and really their time is much different than ours. So I really shouldn't say all day, but what do they do while they're there? That really depends on them. But the top thing that they do is they hang out here with us, actually. So heaven and the rainbow bridge, that whole area, the other side, that is just a different dimension. It's like opening one door. And once it's open and you go to the other side, that door is open. You can go back and forth through it as often as you want. And this goes for human spirits as well. So I feel like, especially at first, our animals spend a lot of time here with us. They do things to show us that they're around. Some of the most common things that they do is they show their shadows. So if you're like just going about your day or whatever, and all of a sudden see a shadow move out the side of your eye, it very well could be your pet that has passed away. Um, They also do things like, uh, let's say that you had a cat that would lay on your lap and now your cat's passed. You might feel that your lap gets warm for no reason, just like it did when the cat was there. But now the cat isn't there, but the soul is. And so they're putting that warmth on your lap or on the side of your leg, wherever it was that they put pressure on you so that you would know that they are there. A lot of dogs also um, will leave tufts of hair. So you might find hair around your house just randomly, like you might be thinking about your pet that has passed. And then all of a sudden there's some of their hair that you swear that you cleaned it all up. It's been months and months. And how could that possibly be there? But it is. It's there. And those are the types of things that they do here to show us that they are around. Over there. And they do other things as well. But over there on the other side. When I see them, I see them doing whatever it is that they like to do in life. So I have this friend actually that she passed away herself, but before she passed on, I did a reading for her, for her dog Sawyer that had passed away. And one of the things that they loved to do the most together was go for hikes. And she would post a lot of pictures on Facebook about these hikes. But one thing that I really had no idea about was that one of his favorite things to do was to go to the rocky areas of like, they would hike on the beach and stuff, go to the rocky areas and just smell the rocks. And when I connected to him, I saw him sniffing the rocks and I was like, this is weird. Why would the dog be sniffing the rocks? But, you know, I just see the things. So I, they don't make sense to me. I have to tell it to the owner. So I told her, I said, I see him sniffing rocks. (laughs) And she said that was his favorite thing to do. So they usually show me what they like to do. Uh, Cats that just like to chill and like watch creatures. That's what they'll be doing. Uh, All all kinds of things like that. They will also show me who they're with. A lot of times this is loved ones that we have lost, you know, family, friends, whatever. They don't have to have met these people in life for them to be there with them on the other side. Same with animals. They are usually around animals that they were either with in life or that were your pets before, or if it was an animal that you rescued, I also will see them with their family. So their um, birth parents, you know, if it's a dog, their, their doggy parents, um, the actual dogs, those kinds of things, you see them with whoever their family um, and your family. And they do this a lot of times to confirm, like when I do a reading and I ask a dog, who are they with or dog or cat or whatever, who they're with, they will oftentimes describe this person to me or I will see them. And that is one of the ways that I can confirm that your pet is actually with your loved ones on the other side. And it's, I think it's one of the things that people love the most because they know that their animal is being taken care of by somebody else. 
Some of the other questions that I get asked is, why does this happen the way that it does? Losing a pet is so hard. It is probably, I would say, besides losing my mother, the hardest thing I've been through is losing pets. And I talk to a lot of people every day that are are suffering from the grief of losing a pet and ask me that same question. Why does it have to be this way? Why do they have to go the way that they do? And you know what? Unfortunately, death is just a part of our lives. It's something that I feel like most of us are taught from a young age is scary. It's taught we're supposed to avoid death and it's dark and, and all those things that I'm sure you guys understand what I'm talking about, the, the whatever impression you've been given of death since you were a kid. But through the spiritual awakening and through working with all of these animals and people, I've realized that death is just a cycle. It's not the end. It's literally just a part of this cycle. We live, we go on, we, what we call die is actually going on to the other side, which is our home. That's where we come from. So it's really just a cycle and animals, they do not live. Most of them besides like birds and turtles and stuff, they don't live nearly as long as we do. And, you know, this is something that used to bother me. I used to think, man, I really wish that my animals would live longer. You know, I have a couple of great Danes and one of them's five and you go, oh man, you know, you don't know how much more time you have with them because they are known for not living too long. But here's the thing that I've really come to realize is that if animals, dogs, cats, all of the other ones that don't live that long, if they did, if they lived as long as we do, can you imagine how many of them there would be? And then think about all of those animals, and I hate to bring this up, but think of all those animals that are in bad situations, that are being abused, that can't get out of it, that have absolutely no way out of it. Well, at least they only have to deal with that for however long they're alive, 10, 15 years. But imagine if they lived as long as we did and they had to live like that. It's a very large responsibility for us to take on a pet as it is. So just imagine if when we did, we said, I'm going to have this, this dog, this cat, this lizard, this whatever for the rest of my life. That is a very tough commitment to make. And so personally, my feeling is that this is the right way. Our animals not living as long as us is the right way. It's, it's the better way for them. And they come into our lives for a reason. Whatever the reason is, it might be because you have some some kind of soul contract that you have to work out with them or whatever. There's a reason why they're in your life. And a lot of times what happens is after that has finished, whatever that is, they will pass on. So you might even see like, here's another great example. Let's say that you need to make a move, okay? And you have a very old dog and you want to move into this apartment complex, but they don't take dogs. And so you can't move in there and you're still looking for another place. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, your dog passes away. As much as that hurts and as much as the grief sucks and the whole process and everything, that happened so that you could go on to the next stage of your life without having to worry about that. These things are arranged for us in a way that it doesn't always make sense. But in retrospect, a lot of the times we can look back and see that there is a reason. And the other reason why it happens this way is because our bodies get old. Their bodies get old. They can't carry that body around forever. It's like, I like to call it a meat suit. 
because that's really what it is. It's a shell. It's just a place where our soul resides until we go home to the other side. And that body gets to a point where instead of getting, you know, more beautiful and and vibrant and all that, it starts to decay and we have to let it go. And a lot of times with the animals, they will tell me that they feel like they just needed to let that body go and they want to reincarnate into another body. And so those are a, a few of the reasons why this happens the way that it does. I think that death is something that we will most likely never completely understand until we get to the other side. And I'll let you know too, that even as an animal communicator and somebody that's talks to animals that have passed away all day. I still have PTSD from the loss of my own animals, especially one that I lost very traumatically. It's not something that it it picks and chooses who it's going to hit. If you love your animal, you're going to suffer that grief from losing them. And a lot of times it does leave us with some kind of trauma afterwards even though it's not supposed to, we're human and that's what happens and we can't control that. And those are all things that, um, you know, unfortunately we, we just have to deal with and work on, but time does help those things to get better. So we're going to take a brief break here and get some commercials really quickly. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the loss of a pet, all these things we've been talking about, but I also want to take callers. So if you have a pet that has passed away, or you have a question about anything pertaining to the passing of a pet, the Rainbow Bridge, after the break, please feel free to call 888-346-9141. Again, 888-346-9141. And as for me, if you would like to find me, you can find me on the web at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. So we will take our break now and be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad that you are here. And we actually have a caller that we're going to take right now. This is Trisha in New Jersey. Hi, Trisha. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, this lovely um, first-time caller. I just learned about your show from my friend at the rescue. I've listened to both episodes. They've blessed me so much. And my question is, for you about my Ella who just passed on 1010. Sure. And well, thank like you. you. Said, like you like you said, is she okay? I'm so sad. Let me connect you, Ella. You said? Ella, my pitbull. She's a therapy dog. Okay, give me just one moment. Let me connect to Ella for you. And thank you for being here. I'm so glad that you found the show. You'll have to thank your friend I put for my me. Alarm on, <laughs> my alarm on and everything. I didn't want to miss you today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk to Ella. Okay, so Ella's a rescue. Yes. She, okay, she's such a sweet girl. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I I was talking about this earlier in the show, how I see them at the Rainbow Bridge. And when I connect to Ella, I see her laying in the grass and she's just looking around, admiring things. She's not one of the ones that's out there totally racing around needing to no, you know, get no, exercise. Chill, chill. She's a therapy dog. Just beautiful. Yes. Very, very chill. Very. Um, yes. Okay. So there's a man that presents with her. He walks up to her and he pets her there. And he has this angelic glow to me, which tells me that he's one of your guides. A lot of times our guides are not somebody that we have been related to, but they can be. So I'm going to describe this man for you. And if he sounds familiar, then we'll know that he's somebody that you're related to. But he looks to me like he passed when he was older because he's presenting like they present whatever age they feel to. But I know that when they show me Mm -hmm. themselves older, that it means that they have passed at an older age. So he looks like he was half bald when he passed. Very nice dresser. I'm going to assume this is somebody like grandpa, um, somebody like that, because he's dressed very well, which tells me that he was probably born in the 20s, 30s, that kind of thing. Um, uh, my father-in-law this... recently passed. What's his name? Rod, R-O-D. R-O-D. Does that fit his description? Uh-huh. Balding, tall, yeah. well-dressed. He was a minister. Yep. Okay. So that's who your pup is with on the other side. And that's what I mean by they show me who they're with to give you validation of not just that they are there, but that they're with somebody. And it also gave give you validation that he's there or Ella's there with Rod as well. Um, we never met him. She never, she never met him. I haven't seen Rod in probably 20 years. It really doesn't matter. Uh, a soul is a soul and we recognize the soul in each other, whether we've met or not. And a lot of times we are soul family. So we meet on the other side before we even come here, but that's a whole other story. Um, so do you have any questions for Ella? Uh, 
I miss her so much. Does she miss me? Oh, absolutely. She, you know, what they feel is a different kind of thing because they feel nothing but love and, and she's very much around you. So where she misses you, it's missing the physical presence, the touch, the being around you, um, just like you do with her, but she is very much still there around you. She's showing me laying at your feet and she says that she still lays there a lot of the times and that if you actually, So I see you sitting on the couch and I see her sitting on the floor in front of you and you reaching down to pet her. So as weird as this may sound, I want you to do this later because I have a feeling you're going to feel a really strong connection to her when you do this because she is still sitting there with you. Oh, lovely. That's helpful. So I hope that 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 helps. Is there anything else that I can answer for you today? No, thank you. I'm just looking forward to the rest of your show and being a subscriber and joining all your Facebook groups. I just so appreciate you so, so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful Christmas. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for calling too. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We have another caller, um, Beth in Texas. Hi, Beth. Hi, Samantha. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How can I help you today? Uh, I've been following you on Facebook for a little bit more than a month now. This is my first time tuning into your um, radio. Awesome. Welcome. Uh, Which is pretty cool. Thank you. Um, I was hoping that you could provide me with a reading for a past pet named Fairy. I'm sorry. Can you spell that name for me? F-E-R-R-Y. Sari, like Sarah, but with a Y. Yes. Okay, like I a just want to make sure that I say it right. Okay, gotcha. Perfect. Yes, and and I'm sorry. What kind of pet was um, Sari? She was a ferret. A ferret. I love ferrets. I had at one point six <laughs> ferrets, and I was the president of a ferret club and worked with ferret rescue. So I love them. Okay. Um, how they long ago did she? I'm sorry. They are the best, aren't they? They're so much fun. Um, what, uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, how long ago did she pass away? It's been a few years now. Okay. And anything in particular that you wanted to connect on or just see how she's doing? Um, I was hoping to see if I could find out how she passed away and who she might be with right now. Yes, absolutely. So let me connect to her. (laughs) So she's got a lot of energy, as most ferrets do. And when I connect to her, I see her doing the weasel war dance. Do you know what that is? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I see her doing that, just jumping around, being happy. But here's something that I, I want you to know is that I do feel like she has reincarnated. I see okay. even when they've reincarnated, there's still a piece that's left behind there. So we still connect. We still talk. We still do all of those things. But I do feel like she has reincarnated. Do you have a pet that you've adopted since she passed away? Yes. Okay. What kind of animal is that? A cat. Cat. Okay. And what's the cat's name? Milo. Milo. Okay. I'm going to check for you to see if they are one and the same, but let me connect a little bit more. I want to see who she's there with, who, who was there that greeted her, um, so there's a woman that appears with her that's holding her. And it's funny because 
anybody that knows ferrets, they're kind of hard to hold and she's having a hard time. She's like, she just wants to get down and play, you know, Um, but that's showing (laughs) what she would have been like in life. I don't feel like this spirit ever met her when she was alive. Uh, I feel like this person's been gone longer than when the ferret um, was born. So this person would have died before the ferret um, was born. There are other people with them as well, but this one, for whatever reason, is standing out. She has blonde hair. It's kind of thin and long. Does this sound like anybody that you recognize? Mm, Blonde hair, thin and long. Um, Not that... I would recognize them recently you might, around when they passed. You might think of it later. That happens a lot. What I also tell people, if you can't uh, relate these, then a lot of times this can be your spirit guide. And because a lot of times, for whatever reason, the female spirit guides do show me them being blonde and kind of angelic looking. So that wouldn't surprise me. But I do see other people mm-hmm. there with her as well. But I want to to touch on this again before we finish up about Milo, because I do feel like they are one in the same. I don't know if you noticed this with Milo. It's hard because ferrets have different kind of behaviors, but Milo will do some of the things that Sherry, that Sarah used to do. Do you recognize those things at all in Milo? I haven't, but it's something that I'll definitely watch out for now. There's one thing that she's showing me, and I don't know if this was just a behavior that she did or something that Milo does or something she will that she will show through Milo is a kind of eating fast, um, eating out of a little bowl. And it almost looks like her head's kind of turned to the side and she loves this food, loves, loves, loves it. So I don't know mm-hmm. why she's showing me that, but I would pay attention to that with Milo because he might show you that as well, would be my guess. Actually, she would, when she was eating, she'd leave little crumbs all around her bowl and Milo does the same thing. There you go. Awesome. Oh, I love that. So those, those two aren't always that they've reincarnated as that animal. It can also be that they're showing themselves through that animal, but I really do feel like they are one in the same. They're the same soul. Absolutely. So anything else that I can answer for you today, Beth? I don't think so, but thank you so much. You are so welcome. And thank you for calling and thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much to both of the callers that we have. We'll definitely take more. So feel free to call. Uh, again, I'll give you that number so that you have it. It is 888-346-9141. I wanted to tell you all a little bit about why I chose to do this episode today. For the last couple of weeks, I have had a lot of people close to me that have lost animals, most of them very suddenly and in different ways. And it has brought up a lot of feelings for me on the subject. And because I deal with this every day, I thought this is a great topic to talk about so that people know they're not alone. They, you guys know, you know that there, there's others that feel these things, that it's perfectly normal for you to be experiencing this type of grief. And that unfortunately, these situations are very common. So I want to tell you a couple of very brief stories about people around me that have been dealing with this over the last couple of weeks. I feel like there's some people out there that will very strongly relate to one or more of these stories. So if you do and would like to talk, give me a call here. Last week, at the very end of the episode, I had mentioned that my sister Amanda had to put one of her dogs to sleep. And this is a horrible story because she was doing such a wonderful thing. And unfortunately, her dog 
passed after it. So I'm really weird about my dogs. I'm very careful with who I leave them with. And so my sister's so wonderful. She comes out here and takes care of my dogs when I need to go away. So my family, we went to my husband and daughter and all of us, we went to Hawaii and Amanda stayed here and her three dogs uh, stayed at home with husband and kids. And while she was gone, one of her dogs got into the trash and we don't even know what was in there that he got a hold of, probably some chicken bones. He was notorious for this. So this wasn't, you know, totally out of the unordinary that she came here and he did this because she would do the He would do this even when she was at work and stuff. But he had to be put down, unfortunately, last week. Bubba is his name. He was a beautiful, beautiful pup. And um, unfortunately, he did not make it. Um, he got very, very sick and was bleeding internally from whatever it was that he ate. Like I said, most likely chicken bones. The same day that that happened, I have a very good client who uh, asked for my help, that she was pet sitting for a neighbor. The neighbor was in the hospital hospital having a mastectomy, 92 years old. And she has this dog, Molly. And Molly was her pride and joy, just loved this dog. She was everything to this lady. And my client told me that she was very worried that the dog was very sick and what she should do. And so she ended up taking Molly to the vet. And Molly had a cancer called hemangiosarcoma, which I've talked about. I talked about in episode one. I've experienced that myself. And I'm sure that there's some of you listening today that have had an animal pass from hemangiosarcoma. It's not pretty. It's, you know, most cancers, you can tell that they're there. You see a tumor, you see other things, there are signs. Hemangiosarcoma is a tumor on the pancreas or liver, spleen, anything in that area. And you don't even know it's there. They're usually perfectly fine. And then something happens and the tumor ruptures. Uh, when it happened to me, my dog was just playing. She was having a good time and the tumor ruptured on her and she was dead within four hours. She died on the operating table. With, with Molly, my client took her to the vet and the vet told her this is what she has and you know, suggests that you put her down. So unfortunately, while this lady's in the hospital having her mastectomy, my client has to put her dog down. And what a horrible thing that is to have to go and tell somebody while they're trying to recover from this. And the one thing that they're so excited about doing is getting home to their dog. So what a heartbreaking thing for my client to have to go through. I felt so bad for her. And a couple of days before that, one of my good friends that I've known for a long time, I'm sure she's listening right now, Katie, she messaged me for advice with her dog and her dog. She actually got um, from her mother that passed away a couple of months ago or a few months ago. She took her mom's dog in and, um, you know, took care of her after her mom had passed away and the dog was not adjusting and was um, showing signs of, you know, being ill and having doggy dementia and stuff like that. And so we connected to her mom on the other side and her mom said, it's okay. You can go ahead and put her down. She's ready. She was like 15 years old. So she was ready to go. So literally within like days of each other, these three things, these three important people in my life had major trauma that happened to them based on their dogs. And I hear this, these stories all day long. It's just that these three are, you know, somewhat related to my life. And we say everything happens in threes, you know, but these stories are not uncommon. These are things that happen to people 
every day. And it's really <laughs> unfortunate. And it when we're stuck in the middle of it, it's this horrible, horrible grief that we have a really hard time getting through. But like I mentioned before, there is always a reason. There's, a, you know, the, we go back to Molly, the dog that was put to sleep because she has hemangiosarcoma. She was 15 years old or around that age as well. And her owner, 92 years old, recovering from a mastectomy, the last thing she needs to worry about is taking care of her dog. She needs to go into rehab. She needs to do whatever it is that she needs to do so that she can come home and be healthy. Or, you know, if it's her time to go too, what if it's her time? And then the dog's there now too. So we have to think about all these things, although a lot of times we don't necessarily see them or think about them in retrospect until retrospect, we don't want to imagine that there's possibly a reason why this had happened, but death is not random. I can tell you that from my work with it, it is not random. It comes at the time that it's supposed to come and there's absolutely nothing that we can do to avoid it. There just isn't. Um, so we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, if we have any more callers, we will take those and we'll talk a little bit more. I want to talk about um, euthanasia. I get a lot of questions asked about that. Is it okay to do that? When is it okay uh, about PTSD? Those types of things. So we will talk about those when we come back. So stay tuned, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. 
Welcome back, everybody. Once again, I'm so glad to have you here. So let's talk a little bit about some of the other things related to losing a pet. So we talk about grief. And honestly, grief is, for me, honestly, it's been the hardest thing that I've had to deal with in my life. And I'm sure that there's a lot of you that can relate to that, whether it's the loss of a human or the loss of a pet. Grief, it sucks. There's no better way to put it. And when you're in grief, you go through a lot of different stages. There's actually five stages of grief. There's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And the thing about these stages of grief is that they don't all come in that order. They may come every day. You may one day feel like you've gone through every single stage of that. And the next day you're totally angry and can't get to the point where you can accept what happened. Acceptance does not mean that we are okay with what happened and that it didn't hurt us. It just means that we understand that this has happened and that we can't change it and we have to accept it as much as we can. And that's probably one of the hardest parts of the grief for a lot of the clients that I talk to is how do you accept it? How do you move on with your life after such a loss? And that question, I answer a little bit differently for everybody because it definitely pertains to your situation. But I think one of the main pieces of advice that I give everybody is to be gentle on yourself. Don't feel like you can't cry or you're crazy because you are grieving over an animal that, you know, passed months ago or whatever it is. There's no right or wrong when it comes to grief and you shouldn't allow anybody to tell you how to grieve. You need to grieve the way that you need to. It's hard for people sometimes when they're on the outside and somebody's grieving, they don't know what to say. So also it's important to be patient with the other people in your life because they don't always know how to handle your grief. We don't often know how to express what we're feeling, or we think that maybe if we express that to somebody else, they won't understand, but it's important to do whatever you need to do during your grieving process to heal. And that is one of the main reasons why I do this job. I want to be able to help people that have lost animals or people in their lives. I want to help them to get through their grief, to understand it, to know that it's not it's not for no reason. There's always a reason why these things happen. Uh, we just, like I said, we don't always know what it is. I, I get asked a lot of times about euthanasia. Is it okay to euthanize our pets? When is it okay to do that? Animals don't look at death the same way that we do. One of the horrible things that that we do as humans is we project human emotions onto animals. Animals are not raised with the beliefs like we are, that death is scary. They have nobody telling them, you know, oh, when you die, it's, you know, it's lights out or you might go to hell. They don't have anybody telling them those things. So they're not afraid of what comes next. And I feel like a lot of times as they get closer to their passing, they will actually be prepared for it. We are too to be honest. Um, We are prepared, I believe, subconsciously a lot of times. And if we're older, you can also see it in people that they will start talking to people on the other side. But I truly believe that our animals are prepared for it as well. So it's not as traumatic for them as it is for us. We have been given this 
absolutely beautiful way of releasing them from their pain that, in my opinion, should be just as legal for people. If there's a terminal illness and all you're doing is suffering, why are we continuing this? There comes a point in you know, a lot of our, our lives when we have animals that we have to make that decision. When is the right time? How do I know it's the right time? So something that I tell people, and I learned this very on and early on in my career, is that if you're having a hard time deciding if it's time for your pet to move on or not, I like to look at what are their three things, the three things that they love to do the most. So I have a dog that passed away a few years ago, Sequoia. She was a chocolate lab and she had cancer and we don't even know where she, her lymph nodes were really swollen and we know it was probably in her sinuses and stuff, but we didn't know, you know, exactly when the right time was going to be. So I use this method. I picked three things that she loved, which was going on walks, playing ball and eating. And I said, when she can't comfortably do any of those anymore, I will know that it's time. The day before we put her down, I took her on her walk, which at that point was really not even that far. It was like to a closed stop sign and back. And she couldn't even make that. She collapsed. And so I knew she loved her walks so much. I knew that it was time, but the eating hadn't gotten to be an issue yet. So I thought, okay, well, you know, we'll wait for that. And that started that night as well, where she could not take any regular, she wouldn't eat any regular dog food. The only thing that I could really get her to eat was like eggs and stuff like that. And it made her very sick. So I knew that it was time. It's still a hard decision to make, especially because sometimes like if we make that decision and then we make the appointment and then the next morning we wake up and they're eating, we go, oh my gosh, they're eating again. Or, or, you know, they went on their walk or whatever. It's really just about using our best judgment. But from all of the animals that I've talked to that have been euthanized for medical reasons, none of them have ever said it was the wrong time. They've never said you did it too soon. You did You waited too long. Because like I mentioned before, death is, I, I like to say death is by design. It's not random. So even if you're putting it off by a few days or whatever, it's really not that big of a difference for them. They're not, um, you know, as worried about it as we are. They just really are thankful for the fact that they are able to let go before their body has to go through any more of that pain, which is why I said, if we could do that with humans more, wouldn't that be great? If you know that you have terminal cancer, why do you have to suffer? That's not fair. So with the animals, we're given this beautiful way of releasing them to the other side, even though it's super traumatic for us a lot of the times. And I have a lot of clients that do guilt about this, that, that it's a part of the, of the grieving process that then they will be like, oh my gosh, maybe I did this too soon. Or like I said before, maybe I waited too long, whatever. And that guilt will click in and it be, can become very heavy. So what I tell people with that is to try and relieve yourself of some of that guilt because they are not feeling that on the other side. The emotions that animals feel as well as human spirits on the other side, everything that they feel and we feel is positive. There's no negative. There's no sadness. There's no hurt. There's no, uh, there's no guilt. There's no grief. There's no anything like that. They are just happy to be a soul. They are happy to have had the experiences that they had with us and they understand everything. 
So we in turn are kind of like doing this to ourselves in a lot of ways. And I get that sometimes when I connect to animals that they, um, you know, they're super happy to be on the other side and they're running around and they're having a good time. And then you have to tell their owner that's sitting there crying that they're happy. And that's really hard, but that's the reality of it is that heaven is an absolutely beautiful place and they're happy there. And so are our loved ones that are human. They are very happy there. And so this guilt and stuff that we feel here is very, very human. Um, something else that comes with this that I've experienced, and I'm sure that there's a lot of you listening that have experienced this as well, is the PTSD that can come with losing an animal, um, especially if it's very sudden. Because what happens is then you start worrying about your other animals. Uh, at least that's what happens for me. And I know that that's happened for a lot of my clients is that then you worry, are my other animals okay? Are they going to die that way? For a long time after my dog Sierra died from hemangiosarcoma, I worried constantly about my other dogs, that that's how they were going to die. I even had them ultrasounded at younger ages to make sure that they didn't. I had a yellow lab Tahoe who ended up dying from liver cancer. Um, but before he even started showing symptoms of that, I had him ultrasound to make sure that he did not have hemangiosarcoma. It was just to, um, for peace of mind, you know, but that comes with the PTSD. So we just have a few minutes, but we have a caller from Texas. We have a lot of listeners in Texas. Love you guys in Texas. That's awesome. I'm in California. I haven't had one caller from California next week, California. Okay. So Amy in Texas, how are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about how I can help you. Um, so yesterday I have um, a horse named Bo and he was just not acting like himself. He was trying to call like seeing if he knew what was going on with him. And I haven't, he's been kind of touchy riding and. Sure. Sure. So Bo's still alive then living. He is living still pet. alive. How is he doing today with the colic? Colic is really, that's brutal. Very scary. Um, he's good. He's just tired, I think, because he had a rough day yesterday. Let me check in with him and see how he's feeling. I love horses, by the way. They're so smart. <laughs> so he, he, yeah, they're amazing. Um, he's definitely very tired. Um, a lot of times what happens is I will feel what they're feeling and I feel tired and um, he's kind of headachey, not really feeling like doing much today. Um, but when I ask him what else is going on with him, there's definitely a pull to the headaches. And I don't know how you even prove that in horses or how you treat that. You know, how do you go to your vet what and say it? my headaches? Oh, but that okay. could come that could come with the colic. And, you know, I don't know. I'm assuming that when they have the colic, they don't drink a lot and stuff. So that could come with dehydration. Yeah, the dehydration, yes. Yeah, but he's definitely telling me that he's tired today. I don't feel like um, you need to worry about this so much. I feel like he's going to come back from this okay, but I definitely would um, have a vet, of course, check him out again if he's not getting better. But from what I feel from him, I feel like a lot of this is just, um, yeah, stomach-related and head-related, but I do feel like it's going to pass. 
So I wouldn't worry too much about it at this point. I know it's hard because I, when I was a pet sitter, I didn't even want to pet sit horses because of colic, but I feel yeah, like um, he's, serious. yeah, it's very serious. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I got I, him back in September and it took three of us, us to catch him when I got him. And, um, like a week after I got him, my dad passed away suddenly and he's literally oh, wow. staked me. Oh, and, that's beautiful. Um, but here lately, he's just, he doesn't act like he wants to ride. So I was just wondering if there was just something going on that I don't see. Um, I would just give him some time. Don't push him. I do feel, like I said, with the headaches and the stomach aches, I feel like if he doesn't want to ride and that that's something that I would look at. Um, but again, I don't know. How do you tell a vet my horse is having headaches because a psychic told me, but that would, I don't think <laughs> yeah. that there's anything like, you know, um, that you need to worry about. I just, for whatever reason, and it could be the dehydration. I just, that's the part that I'm the most pulled to today is that, but, um, okay. why don't you do this for me? Um, because I have to wrap up the show, but I would love to talk to you more and see how he's doing. So if you would email me, maybe at beyondthebridge11 at gmail.com. Send me a picture of him so I can get a little bit deeper into this. I would really like to just to make sure everything's okay deeper inside. Okay, perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You are welcome. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thank you so much to the three callers that we had today. I can't tell you how much I love talking to you and appreciate you. And I appreciate everyone that is listening today. Before I close up the show, I I wanted to let you know uh, that next week I will be having a guest. I'm really excited about her. Her name is Charissa Bloomberg, and she is a celebrity psychologist and radio and TV personality. And the reason that I'm having her on the show is because she has done a PhD on dolphin-assisted therapy. She became interested in dolphins after a near-drowning experience and a school of dolphins protected her for 40 minutes until help came for her. And so that sparked an interest in her to see how dolphins could be of therapy to people. So she's going to be on next week. Very excited about that. I have mentioned before that I have a podcast with my husband called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. We have done a couple of episodes on this topic, on uh, the passing of animals. Um, episode 42, The Rainbow Bridge. I, I would have a listen to that one. Also 135, Are They Okay? That is a big one that will help you if you're still struggling with this. And if you'd like to find me, set up an appointment with me, or just get to know more information, you can find that on my website at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. And you can find all my social media there as well. So thank you again, everybody for tuning in. And I look forward to talking to you all next week and for our guest, Charissa. Until then, have a wonderful week, everyone. Peace and love. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.